This is Unclaimed Bands, show 85. Hey, music listeners, this is Sean and Jess from Unclaimed Bands, and all the way to my left is Fritz. Woo! And tonight our guest is Megan Knight. Welcome, Woo! Megan. Thank you. Hey, hey, hey. How are you doing tonight? Good. How are you guys? Uh, I cannot complain except a little bit cold. I'm still oh, cold. I'm shaking. I parked I'm my frozen. car two hours ago. Still, oh still freezing. And you, uh, you yeah, parked your yeah, car two hours. Two hours ago? Wow. It's a long walk from that park. <laughs> no, this I thought my walk, walk was long. Well, I'll tell you what. Before we uh, really jump right into the interview, let's uh, give people a taste of your music. Uh, what are we going to hear? Half of a Man. All right. All right. Half of a Man by Megan Knight.
That was Half of a Man by Megan Knight. Like the song? Like, actually, all, all of your songs. Um, so, Megan, I have a question. I want you to um, tell me about the song Half of a Man. Where did the inspiration come from? Uh, what, Whatever you'd like to tell us. Actually, um, I met this guy, and he was actually a vocal coach, and... He was like, oh, man, we're going to bake you a star. It's going to be great. This is just, I was just like, when I first met him, I was just like, okay, let's just see what this guy's about. Maybe he, I can get something from him. I knew right off the bat that this guy was going to be, a, I don't even know how to explain it. but a weirdo. Yeah. But um, <laughs> anyway, I'm like going through my lessons with him, and I'm so uncomfortable. But he did teach me some really good things. But I mean, like. Man, I just could not stand that guy. And I was just like, I went home one night and I just started writing all this stuff. My mom's like, what are you doing? We need to go eat dinner. I was like, I'll be down eventually. <laughs> just like relax for a second. But um, that was one of the first songs I've ever written. So the gu- this guy was half of a man? Yeah. Oh, Seriously. Man. Aren't Seriously. they all? <laughs> what was the other half? I... I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> creep. <laughs> probably. That's the word you're looking for. Creep. Yeah, okay. probably. Creepy. Now, Megan, how long have you playing music? When did you get started? What made you start? Um, well, I've been singing since I could, like, speak. I mean, like, in my mom's stomach. My t- I had, like, <laughs> headphones against my mom's stomach, and it was Dave Matthews all the time. And <laughs> I was definitely raised on that. But I picked up the guitar about three years ago. I taught myself off of YouTube. It's actually a funny story because for Christmas I got a pair of Uggs and I was like, I can't do anything with Uggs. Like, <laughs> I didn't get anything fun to play with. So I was like, let's return this. I was going to say, tell me you sold the Uggs for yeah. a guitar. Yeah, so I went out and I got this Yamaha cheapish guitar and I was like, uh, I'll just try this. And I just wound up spending hours and hours in my room learning and I just fell in love with it. That's awesome. And about how old were you? Oh, man. Like 10, I would say. Nice. That's some passion 11. right there. Wow. Yeah. 10 years old. Not giving up. No. God knows what I, I was doing at 10 years old. I was probably playing <laughs> with mud or something. 10 years old, I was playing with Tonka toys. Tonka toys. There you go. <laughs> getting splinters there you go <laughs> I, I was still the kid in my room with their like little video camera making like the little um segments about the weather and like the news all seriously like i had my own meg show oh. <laughs> and i made like these little commercials and everything for it and it was like with these little weird doll things that looked like flowers and like Indians I don't know it was so weird and I just like made up these scripts it was the weirdest thing ever. is it a YouTube channel now or <laughs> it was <laughs> it, was. I, it, it seriously was. was and then I oh my god it was so embarrassing they she took it down real quick <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> well let's let's bring it back to the, some of your music here um how did you get cooked up with your current producer uh, Gary Nichols actually I was playing at a family party and a guy by the name of Gene Stevenson was there and he heard that uh, I was either 13 or 14 at the time a year old was playing there and he's like oh god I'm leaving and he was running out the gate with his daughter and he's like I'm leaving this is gonna be awful and I just started playing and then he like gravitated back in and he just sat there for like the next three hours I was playing just staring at me and I was just like 
that guy like what just happened <laughs> and then he stayed after and he talked to me he's like yo i know these people i got hookups i i'm gonna like bring you and i was like oh my god not another one of these guys again. <laughs> not another half a man not another yeah. half a man here comes the other half and i was like oh god where is this gonna lead and you know i'm just nodding and i'm like mm-hmm yep but eventually i actually hear something back from muscle shoals alabama and it was gary nichols and i'm just like um what it, what is happening and it took me a really long time to process this it's like until recently that i really am grasping what's going on mm -hmm. but it was just so unbelievable for me and before i knew it i was down in alabama meeting him and like singing for him and i'm just like looking at the studio where like jimmy buffett has recorded and everything and i'm just like what am i doing here this is crazy <laughs> But it's insane, and ever since, I'm still talking to Gene. He's a great friend, and um, Gary's great, and I just love it. Well, that leads me into my my next question with uh, going down the Muscle Shoals with all those you know, incredible artists that record it down and around in that area. Uh, what was that experience like for you? It was absolutely amazing. I mean, there is so much talent down there. I don't even think you could believe it. Like, I'll be sitting in the studio one day talking to them, and they'll be like, oh, do you know who that is? I'm like, no. They're like, oh, he wrote this number one, that number one, this number <laughs> one for this long. And I was just like, what? And it's like all these legendary guys walking in, and all the studio musicians on my album are, like, crazy talented. And I was just, like, amazed. I can't wait to go back and just experience more. So you definitely get to go back and work there more. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> did you did you find yourself uh, like did did it change like any of the songs you went down there with? Did it change the way that you approached them after being down there and kind of absorbing some of the energy there? Um, I kind of am starting to feel the direction that I want to go a little more after going down there because I'm still trying to figure myself out, and I'm sure I will be forever. But I mean, I realize that it's all about like soul and emotion. Like you you can sing a million songs, but can you really like feel it and believe in what you're singing in? And I think that's really important to like be able to move people with your music. Mm -hmm. I like and that. Yeah. yeah. Cause I mean, I'll tell you like, especially being younger, not understanding the meanings of songs and stuff. You just like sit there and you're singing and you're singing and you can go to the little kid. Oh, that's so cute. But a little kid that's like making you want to cry. That's a different thing, you know? Very and, true. Very yes, true. Yes. Um, for writing, for writing your, I know you're working on a new album, and for working on your new album, how did um, how did the the writing and the the song approach differ for you from your EP? I mean, from what did you you learn from doing the first one? Well, my first EP, um, I definitely didn't have as many songs to write, so I mean. It was a little different. I had some experiences, like A Lifetime's Not Long Enough, which you'll hear um, eventually. Uh, that was more like um, a vision in my head. It's just like sometimes when I like close my eyes, I can just like see stories, and I just write them down. It's really weird. And even if I'm going to bed at night, I can just like see things. It's like really weird. So that's how I wrote that. But some things is just like experience and stuff, and mm -hmm. I just... I don't know. It's different every time. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's art, so yeah. it's not something you can just you know manufacture. Yeah. Uh, although some people do, and they get paid a lot of money. I don't understand that, <laughs> but not real art. Um, you know, looking over your bio, you've you've. 
played a lot of shows last year, something like 100 or whatever. Yeah. Um, you ended up, you've played at places like The Bitter End in New York, uh, the National Underground. You did the Wawa uh, American Party on the Parkway. Mm. With doing shows like that, I mean, what's what was that experience like? Can you give us a little, you know, a little taste of like playing in front of that many people? I absolutely love it. The more people, the better for me. Like, I just feel so comfortable, and I love when you have a nice, energetic crowd, and like it's like a little party going on. I don't know, <laughs> but um, I really enjoy it, and I enjoy sharing my music with people, and um. The more I play, the happier I am. It just makes me really happy, and I enjoy making others feel happy because I feel like music is like it cures people, and or it makes people feel like they have somebody that they can relate to. Or I just love being able to have the power to make somebody's day or something. Music's very transformative, and yeah, you're absolutely right. That's great that you, you're so passionate about it. Um, speaking of music, why don't we take a listen to another song? Okay, uh, what are we going to hear this time? A lifetime's not long enough. A lifetime's not long enough. All right. Take me home, I'm begging you. I've been lost without you. Lost at sea without you with me And I'm begging for change to get home See, I've been late to everything I can't set my head straight So can you run Together. 
That was. A lifetime's not long Woo. enough. <laughs> Where's the best place for people to keep in touch with you, find out the latest news? Well, you can like my Facebook page, which is Megan Knight Music. Um, I also have a website, MeganKnightMusic.com. That's which, Knight with a K, everybody. Yes. Good call. And um, <laughs> yeah, right on my website on the front page is all my dates and everything listed right on the front page. And I have a Twitter at Megan Knight 20. And I'm going to follow you. Oh, thank you. I'll follow you back. <laughs> <laughs> and I also have an Instagram, which is the same thing. Oh, cool. So tell me about your songwriting, not just um, uh, the things that you write about, but where do you get your inspiration from? Do you get your inspiration from? Other artists, other music, or is there a time of day? I know you said that whenever you think of a story, you just write it down. Um, uh, where does your inspiration come from? It's always different. I mean, it could be people that I'm surrounded by, or if I'm like, I don't know, sometimes I'll like just zone out, and then I don't know why, but things pop into my head randomly, and then I'm just like inspired by just sitting there I don't know it's like really weird like I can get inspired from sitting at the table at dinner with my parents talking about our day and then I'm like one sec <laughs> <laughs> gotta write this down <laughs> that's awesome sometimes uh, you ever like see people or like maybe like you come in contact with somebody who you either love or you don't love at all they're just like not do they like inspire you to like write something about those kinds of people definitely i have actually this little um recorder thing on my iphone and sometimes i'll be like mid conversation with somebody and they'll say something and i'll get like really mad or like really excited or something i'll run to the corner and like go record something real quick and then we'll run back and be like i'm sorry about that <laughs> <laughs> just had to write something about you <laughs> sorry, I, just did, I just wrote something nasty about wow. you well, everybody will be looking whenever you do that yes <laughs> Get paranoid. Hopefully people. none of those people <laughs> listen to this. They're going to be like, oh, my God, she just went to go record something about me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me mad. <laughs> All right. So if you only had one minute to tell somebody about your music that did not know you, um, what your music is like um, and why they would like it in one minute, what would you say? Um, it's just really if you want somebody to feel like you can connect with or if you just want to, I don't know, like... I don't know. I could do. I like doing a lot of different things. Like sometimes I'll do pop, rock, um, country. I play everything, honestly. That's awesome. So if you're like into like changing it up a lot, I'm a person to come to. There you go. <laughs> All right. So you said that you started. Um, well, you traded your Uggs in at 10 years old for a guitar, um, and that's where you kind of just got rolling. What was your first record you ever bought? Oh. And how old were you? I would have to say uh, it was one of the NSYNC albums. Oh, yeah. Me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was probably like three. And that was nice. the first concert I actually went to. Buster it was a cassette Rimes. tape at that time, I'm sure. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Loved it. And wait, wait, that's awesome. Busta Rhymes? Busta yeah. Buster Rhymes. Buster Rhymes. I kind of remember. Yeah. Good. I think so. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> 
My mom was so into Busta Rhymes. We'd have this (laughs) Mommy and Me tape in the car, and it was like some of my music, some of her music, you know, some Barney on there, and then she'd have like Busta Rhymes. (laughs) We'd be like jamming out in there. (laughs) That's awesome. Then Barney comes on, everything just stops. (laughs) Hey, don't hate on Barney. (laughs) The purple thing came. I had Barney birthday parties like five years in a row. (laughs) Oh, I have... I have this picture of me when I was little in a Barney chair with my binkies in my hands, just chilling. That's the way it was to go. (laughs) That's what she takes on stage, that little picture right in front of her. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's too funny. Uh, (laughs) What do you want to do in music? What do you think you want to get to? Um, oh my gosh, I just really want to play for the most amount of people I could possibly play for. I just love it. It gives like the best energy rush ever. And I just really, really enjoy doing music and I wouldn't want to do anything else. So I just, the more people, the better, mm-hmm. the more music I can put out there, the better. It's just, I love it. Cool. Cool. Well, Megan, I want to thank you for taking time to do this interview with us. I really appreciate it. Uh, looking forward to we'll seeing you play tonight down at Dobbs. Um, until next time, everybody, this is Sean from Unclaimed Bands. With and Jess. Jess. And Fritz. Yeah, yeah he can speak. <laughs> <laughs> until next time, everybody, uh, keep looking for great Thank music you, from Unclaimed Bands. Thank, Thank you, Megan. You. Thank you very much. The statements, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals and in no way reflect the views of unclaimed bands, its parent company, or subsidiaries.